What's up, queens? We're taking a little holiday break, and so we are releasing an episode from our Patreon called Glamour Mag. If he wanted to, he would is, quote, horrible advice. We'll be back next week with new episodes. And as always, you can check us out on our website at thefemaledatingstrategy.com, on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash thefemaledatingstrategy, on our Twitter at femdatstrat, and on our Instagram at underscore thefemaledatingstrategy. See you all with new episodes next week. Welcome to the bonus content. So what's on the docket today? (laughs) So this week we have an article from Glamour magazine and it's called, If He Wanted To, He Would, is Horrible Relationship Advice. I hate it already. I hate it already. (laughs) This woman's just declared war on FDS and we must show up for this battle we have to respond we must fight yeah by jenny singer i always like to state the author because sometimes you know i'll assume the author is a man (laughs) (laughs) public tarring and feathering lilith (laughs) and then as i was reading this article i went back and was like oh this was actually written by a woman damn like this is sad anyways (laughs) so let's get into it yeah i'm looking up her twitter account just to see what just to get the dirt yeah, well, I'm just trying to see, like, what her general political leaning is. And right now she has a Condi union and, like, a red fist in the air. I guess the Condi NAST employees are trying to unionize. Oh, okay. I guess. Just curious. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Like, you're trying to see which political bent of pick me. Is she, like, a trad femme pick me? Is she a rad femme pick me? Is she a lib femme pick me? Like, what flavor of pick me are we talking here? No. I mean, it's all about this unionization. So I'm wondering if, you know, if she's on strike, maybe she wrote this and then maybe she's trying to sabotage the magazine. Is this like a covert sabotage? A psyop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so based. <laughs> yeah. Glamour's owned by Condé Nast? Yeah. Pretty much every woman's magazine is owned by Hearst or Condé Nast. Those are the two major conglomerates. Right. Okay. So... If he wanted to, he would, begins Caleb, a TikTok micro-influencer. Look, men are not dumb. And then it cuts off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me stop you right there, Caleb. I have to interject. Would someone please lay me down on a dusty road and use my body as a dirt bike jump so I can enter a relaxing comatose state and no longer have to hear the phrase, if he wanted to, he would. That's a really specific, okay, why the dirt bike reference? It's like, I want to, that's my first thought. That's a very specific sentence. Also, like, getting a motorcycle injury is no joke. Like, <laughs> like you, you don't want to... It's not a relaxing comatose state, let me tell you. <laughs> I feel like this is an attempt at humor, but I can't tell. I feel like she was trying to be funny. It just fell flat. That's why we're not understanding. Yeah, like, it's, she's trying to be funny, and I'm just like, that's not funny. Lots of people die in motorcycle accidents every year. You shouldn't joke about that. Like, anyways... <laughs> So the article continues, this platitude has come to be a constant refrain on social media, as obnoxious and frequent as a car insurance commercial. It's shorthand for, as this Reddit thread explains, the idea that if a man is interested or wants to be with you, he'll figure a way to make it happen or show a woman. If he doesn't, the woman should move on, because if he wanted to, he would. Let me click on this Reddit thread. Oh, it's not FTS. Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm just going to park at this Reddit thread because it's important for context. So this Reddit thread was posted on Ask Men. And the top comment is that, so the person is asking, if he wanted to, he would, um, like, culture, um, is it fair, basically? This is the idea that if a man is interested or wants to be with you, he'll figure a way to make it happen or to share a woman. If he doesn't, the woman should move on, because if he wanted to, he would. The top comment... basically says it's pretty unfair plenty of blokes are afraid to make a move even if they want to the cruel question is whether a man who's afraid to make a move is worthwhile okay so you're a coward no they're not (laughs) (laughs) no they're not and again another comment is it puts all the onus on the man but the woman who sticks to this will probably end up settling for a second or third choice because the man she feels she deserves or wants has looked beyond her But look, some people don't have a choice. Some people are obligated by jobs or contracts. Finding a way, it might not be worth it when it forces you to break a contract or face punitive action to be with somebody. What the fuck does that even mean? He's like, I want to sexually harass my, you know, someone I'm contracted out to or someone I've contracted. And he's mad that he can't sexually harass this woman that he finds attractive at work, probably. That's what I think is happening. So a lot of guys got all up in their feels. 
just reeks of laziness. I just find it odd that why did she link this thread of all threads? Because there's only three upvotes on this thread. Yeah, this is just a how many upvotes are on this? And it's from eight months ago, and there's not that many responses on it. So I'm wondering if she just didn't want to link female dating strategy. (laughs) I mean, but even like some of the more pick me subs on Reddit, if it's female dominated, they would say if he wanted to, he would as well. This author's just clearly gone for selection bias and picked a thread that basically just shows how unfair it is to the poor men to have to do anything to get a woman. Yeah, they have to go and ask men to ask all the incels. Even seem like they're that convinced about it because quite frankly, this thread is dead. There's not really that much dissent in it, even though there is dissent for an Ask Men is a huge subreddit and there's only three upvotes and 50 comments on this thread. So this was just sort of a thread that got mostly ignored. (laughs) It's also one of those things where like, the guys who are dissenting to it, it's like their opinion doesn't really matter anyways, because it sounds like a personal problem. You know, they're not like saying that the phrase is wrong. They're not actually coming up with a disagreement. They're just saying like, I'm too cowardly to ask out a woman that I like. That's basically, and and it, it sounds like a personal problem. And then you're seeing them trying to like flip it around on women. And I sort of feel like, Again, this is where men and women fall into the trap of believing that men and women are equal in every arena. The reason why women don't have to chase is because they usually have more options. So if she wanted to, she would. You know, it doesn't work because women have more options. There's a comment in there saying if she wanted to, she would kind of thing. And it's like, but what if I don't? They're just trying to flip it around and and it makes no sense. It just makes no sense as well. They're so lame. They always do that. Just unimaginative. Yeah. But anyway, so moving on, the ostensible purpose here is to, like, air quotes, help women save time and energy in dating, which it does by way of making them feel both undesirable and stupid. It is very popular. Wait, why would you feel stupid and undesirable? Yeah. I'm actually confused by that statement. Like, why does if he wanted to, he would? Maybe she means the men feel undesirable and stupid. No, the woman feels undesirable and stupid. No, she, she says the purpose here is to help women save time and energy in dating, which it does by way of making them feel both undesirable and stupid. Is it because I'm being, this, this might be a generous interpretation, but the fact that it's a really, really fucked up way of looking at it, but is she saying that the phrase that she makes a woman feel undesirable and stupid because if a guy's not putting in any effort, then the woman feels like something is wrong or that she's doing something wrong, if that makes sense? Yeah, it seems like she's internalizing it. Maybe that's it, like you're saying. Yeah, she's internalizing that. She's basically turning it on the woman when that's not what we mean at all. If a guy's not doing something for you, it's because you're undesirable and or stupid. And that's definitely not true. That's what she's trying to say. Like, he may not be doing stuff for you, but it's definitely not true that he doesn't want you. So yeah. Yeah, that's dumb. It's stupid, yeah. Again, it's fem cell energy. This is a personal problem. That's dumb. That may- You should feel dumb about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should feel dumb about that statement to say that like oh just because a guy does nothing for you and is not making any effort doesn't mean he doesn't really like you or desire you (laughs) (laughs) that's basically what she's trying to say which is absolute horseshit (laughs) yeah basically i don't know if a man's not making an effort you know instead of taking that personally and being like oh it means i'm undesirable or it means i'm stupid and not likable or whatever you know he's not putting an effort because he doesn't find me likable it's like some guys they're just like low energy like that and they just like don't feel any particular strong feelings in any one direction and that's not your fault that's just him you know so don't take that personally He's just a low vibrational dude and he'll be a low vibrational dude with any woman. This is why a lot of men end up screening themselves out of the gene pool. Also, quite frankly, like there are some men where like I'll interact with them and I can tell they're attracted to me, but I can sense that they know that they're inferior to me. And so they don't make a move. Yeah, I've had that as well. Because they know I'd reject them. Yeah, same. It's like he might want to, but he's too scared. Or he knows you're not on his level. Like it's happened to me in like online dating where a guy would like ask me out because I used to do it a lot on Skype. So he'd ask me out and I'd see the message pop up. When I went to look at the conversation, it was gone. And I actually called a guy out on it. I was like, why are you deleting messages? Because he tried to pretend that he didn't ask me out when he definitely did. And it was because like you said, Lilith, he just knew he wasn't on my level and he didn't want to get rejected, but he wanted to try it anyway. Understand that the male ego is the most fragile thing in the world and men protect their ego like a broken fucking leg, okay? Like, (laughs) they guard that shit like an injury. They will avoid anything that could cause their ego to be bruised or, you know, harmed in any way. And so often, like, if they're really attracted to a woman, 
they won't make a move because they know they're inferior. And again, if they're inferior, you don't want to date them anyway. So again, don't take it personally. But moving on, TikTok videos with the hashtag, if he wanted to, he would have been viewed more than 155 million times. Reddit hosts dozens of discussions about the phrase. Again, clicking on dozens of discussions, seeing... Oh yeah, it's on our dating. I feel like all these articles now are like trying to pretend like FDS doesn't exist. Or maybe actually just because we've gone private so they can't link anything to FDS anyways. That's probably why. Anyways. The country singer Kylie Morgan put out a song called If He Wanted To, He Would. Lyrics include, if he loved you, he would tell you. If he missed you, he would call. The article continues, is this tough love or just the slow grinding messaging that being a woman who dates men is a lifetime of waiting to be picked for a middle school PE team? Some people, <laughs> first, okay, that's actually funny. I thought that was funny. I feel like once again, why is she waiting to be picked, right? It's kind of tough because I feel like with some women, they don't understand the entirety of the phrase. And so they make themselves feel powerless, right? Because they feel like, oh, well, a man's not doing anything for me. That must mean that I'm undesirable and ugly, et cetera. Like usually with men, it's just more of a reflection of their general behavior and effort level, right? And less a reflection of you specifically. Like sometimes it is in the sense of like, obviously if they want to be with you, then they'll make some kind of effort to do it. But it's not as if like, if a guy's just like, lazy that it's bad that he doesn't do anything to like try to keep getting with you it just a lot of times just means he's just straight up lazy right and it just means like somebody you wouldn't want to be in a relationship with anyways exactly some people who preach if he wanted to he would are genuinely trying to be helpful they're often addressing women who are in relationships with men who treat them poorly and the gracious explanation is that the advice is meant to alleviate the pain of an extended rejection or ghosting We've all lived in the slow-moving horror movie where you watch Powerless as a beloved woman loses years of her life to a man with the personality and communication skills of a loose pubic hair. Okay, so that's a little that's a little bit more funny. I think she's right about that, but it's not even just the extended rejection or ghosting. It's just a matter of not rewarding, not like letting men just waste your time, right? Yeah. What I feel like is happening here is that she's taking it as no guy's going to ever do the things that you want. And so this is bad advice because you're going to have to like coax men into doing more things than not, like more often than not, which I think is what she's getting at. I guess. I don't know. Like the pubic hair thing, that's weird because when you click on that, it's hyperlinked. So when you click on it, it just goes to a bunch of articles about waxing your pussy hair. And I just feel like that's a weird ad, (laughs) weird product placement. (laughs) Like, Uh, Anyways, she writes, we all want better for our friends. Well, I'm sure the editor was like, you have to have X amount of link backs in this article. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I'll squeeze it in. Like, this seems like malicious compliance on some level. Maybe this is a troll article. I think this is a troll article, actually, yeah. If this is a troll article, like, that's actually genius, but... So the article continues. So there's a tweet here linked. It says, if he wanted to, he would, and what he ain't gonna do, someone else surely will. And that's just that on that. Yeah, so, but that's not what comes across when we say, if he wanted to, he would. What comes across is that man doesn't want you. Get it through your head. If you keep trying to make something happen with him and he keeps treating you badly, that's on you. Not only undesirable, you're also stupid. She's being very intellectually dishonest here. Nobody is saying that. And oftentimes when the if he wanted to, he would comes in, it's often in the context of, sis, you deserve a man that will do these things for you without you asking. You deserve somebody making an effort. I've not seen the rhetoric being like, if you wanted to, we wouldn't. If you stick around, you're stupid and undesirable. If anything, it's the opposite. That's why the phrase exists really in the first place. Yeah. It can be hard for for women, I guess, who've been conditioned their whole life to value male validation and male attention as like a sort of currency uh, or as like a social currency. And so the realization like that this man just isn't that into you or this guy doesn't want you can be you know women also have an ego right like men and women have an ego so it can bruise the female ego i guess as well but you know that's where emotional maturity (laughs) comes in and just being like okay like he's not that into me and then just moving on instead of taking it personally you know the way she's talking about it's like this man isn't into me and now i'm gonna have an existential crisis about it you know that's just not necessary And to be honest, in my experience, the women who resist that if he wanted to, he would message the most, the ones who are in relationships where the man is making no effort and they're trying to rationalize staying. Yeah, this is also for your friends who are tired of hearing you complain about 
a man that you're with when you know that that friend is never going to do anything about it. If you've ever been a friend to someone who's going through that, eventually you're just like, girl, if he wanted to, he would because you're tired of hearing them complaining. It's like, well, he's not doing this and he's not doing that. Or what does this mean? And what does that mean? And eventually it's just like, you're spending so much time worrying about it. It's really, really stressful for both you and me listening to it. So I feel like that's just become the go-to advice for tired friends who are tired of holding, hand-holding their friends through bad relationships when they haven't yet seen the light. Yeah. So moving on, this phrase centers the power in heterosexual relationships firmly on men. If he wanted to, he would. Stop caring so much about what straight men want. They care enough. (laughs) Sorry, that's so stupid. Stop caring so much about what straight men want. Like, oh, if they were gay men, would his opinion matter more? I still don't understand how this makes the man more powerful. How does it center the power in heterosexual relationships with If anything, I'd say the power, this phrase actually gives power to women because it helps women realize like, oh, if he's not putting effort into me, I'm going to leave or you should leave actually. You know, it doesn't say that in the phrase, but the logical conclusion to it is that you should leave or should stop putting effort into men who aren't investing in you, right? That gives more power to the woman, in my opinion, as opposed to if you didn't say that phrase and, you know, the woman just kept investing in a relationship with a do-nothing man that's actually empowering to men. Like that what gives power to men is women investing in relationships in them where he doesn't have to expend any effort. Yeah. Okay. So I think what she's complaining about from reading the rest of it. So she says, if he wanted to, he would stop caring so much about what straight men want. They care enough to make up for everyone else on earth. If your friend is in a relationship with a shitty guy, the last thing you should worry about is what he wants. What does she want? Does she want to be with a person who displays deep levels of caring and listening an equal part in all things? What she's saying here is that by saying, if he wanted to, he would, you're making it seem like what the man wants is the thing you should think about. I guess I kind of see her point there. I kind of do, but I guess the point being like, if he wanted to, he would. And then yes, you should follow up with questions about like, is this the kind of relationship that I want where a man is just doing the bare minimum and doesn't want to do nice things for me? No, that's not what I want. And then you move on. Right. Which I feel like that tweet really outlines, right? Like the tweet that we read above was like, if he wanted to, he would. And what he ain't going to do, someone else surely will. And that's just that on that. So basically that's the entire phrase. And it seems like she just took one piece of it and is taking issue with the one piece. It's just more or less to stop yourself from like considering what all the reasons why he might not be doing something. And I think she's applying it to other things it doesn't apply to. If he wanted to, he would is basically just saying like, stop worrying about all the reasons he's not doing the things he's supposed to do. Exactly. So one good phrase to substitute for if he wanted to, he would is your boyfriend is an asshole. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the same concept at all. No. Because someone could actually be a perfectly nice person and not an asshole and still not doing the things. Like what I actually like about if we wanted to, he would. It's like, he just doesn't want to. It doesn't make him out to be a bad guy or a villain or anything like that. He just doesn't want to, you know? So again, don't take it personally. Yeah, he either doesn't want to do it for you or he's a lazy piece of shit, right? And either way, that's not your problem. Exactly. (laughs) Someone can be lazy, but not necessarily a bad person, you know? Yeah. So it sort of depersonalizes it, which is what I like. Like, your boyfriend is an asshole. That's a phrase that would get a woman's back up. That's the thing. Like, the woman writing this article is very unskilled in the art of persuasion. Like, if you're talking to a female friend and you say, if he wanted to, he would... She's going to get that. She's going to understand what that means. If you say your boyfriend is an asshole, she's going to be like, well, fuck you, Lilith. Like, look at your man. (laughs) He does this and that. Like, she's not going to have a positive response to that phrase. Your boyfriend is an asshole. You know? Oh, then she continues. Or if you're worried about alienating your friend, try. It sounds like you prioritize his needs, but he doesn't do the same. Oh, yeah. I say stuff like that all the time. That's better. I don't know. It just feels like I'm not really sure what her point is with this article. Is it that the phrase is meaningless? Is it that the way it's being said? Like, I don't get what her beef with this phrase actually is. I feel like this is just an article that's written just to create internet content. (laughs) Generic internet content. (laughs) Yeah, it's just words with a bunch of ads in it. Like, it has no actual argument. (laughs) Or potentially it's a cope article as well. Like, yeah. To be fair, I've seen a couple of these floating around, like mainly a certain subreddit where women are waiting to be proposed to. And it's sort of the same, it's the same arguments they're making here. Yeah, I have to say there's a lot of 
articles floating around the internet where they complain about some like FDS ish advice and they're complaining about how like, mm, it's so annoying that like dating isn't the way that I want, but they're also shooting the messenger. Like it's very weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's kind of weird about this is it seems like she got triggered because for some reason, when people said if he wanted to, he would, she felt like that was saying that if a guy doesn't do things for you, that you must be undesirable. Yeah, she took it as an indictment on herself as opposed to an an indictment on the man. She's taking it personally. Yeah, she continues, or maybe... I notice he treats his dog better than you. Okay, that's another phrase that probably would get a woman's back up. But sometimes, honestly, <laughs> honestly though, sometimes you have to... I actually did have a friend where her boyfriend was did actually treat her his dog way better than he treated her. And I was like, damn, like, he got his dog this and this and this, and he didn't even get you this? Like, okay. Like, I just... <laughs> like implied like that you know he treats his dog better than you kind of thing and like yeah it's fucking sad like don't be in relationships with men like that jeez this article is confusing because then right next that sentence she says women in shitty relationships do not need emotional bludgeoning by more fortunate women or smug lectures by strange men but i feel like if he wanted to he would is way nicer than your boyfriend is an asshole and he treats his dog better than you isn't that more emotionally bludgeoning than just saying if he wanted to he would exactly and again she's shooting the messenger the woman is in a shitty relationship how is that you know you telling her it isn't the same amount of emotional bludgeoning than her being in it i would feel worse if someone told me oh he treats his dog better than you than if someone had said to me yo if he wanted to he would if he wanted to he would yeah yeah once again like very confused he had generic internet content Generic internet content with no argument, you know? No actual argument, yeah. Yeah, like, if my friend said, oh, your man treats his dog better than he treats you, yeah, I'd feel devastated, whereas if he wanted to, he would. Like, why are you taking that phrase so much more personally, right? That phrase is much more impersonal than he treats his dog better than you, right? That is definitely more emotional bludgeoning. Glamour Magazine likes to hire these, like, fresh out of college, very confused young women to write articles about things they don't know about at all. Yeah, because they can pay them, like, $20,000 a year. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the quality that we're getting here. Yeah. So, women in shitty relationships do not need emotional bludgeoning by more fortunate women. Huge eye roll to that. I've met a lot of women in bad relationships where their man doesn't treat them right. And instead of getting angry at their man or having higher standards or dating a different man or literally fucking anything, they'll get mad at quote unquote more fortunate women and lash out at them. And like, yeah, it's just very sad. We kind of touched on that in our episode about how to level up your pick me friends. Yeah. I can't remember what the actual title was of that episode, but I mean, that is the risk, right? Whenever you try to help your friends and be like, I think you deserve better. In fact, I know you deserve better and you can do better. And even if on some off chance that you couldn't, it's it's certainly not wasting your life on this. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, my boyfriend might treat me like shit and neglect me and forget my birthday and he broke my dog's legs, but it's really hurtful of you to point that out to me. Like women will be in the worst relationships ever in the moment you'd be like, hey, that's not normal or, you know, this is terrible or whatever. It's like, that's what crosses the line is another female friend pointing it out to her that that's not acceptable. Like, yeah, I don't understand it. But anyways, back to the article. Often, if he wanted to, he would, is applied to women who are in the early stages of talking or dating men and are still teetering between some form of commitment and total estrangement. It's true that these unlabeled situationships can be infuriating and heartbreaking where lack of communication or intentional manipulation on one person's part can keep the other person hoping fruitlessly for more. But I'm sorry, some of you have never dated an introvert before. Oh my god, okay. Uh, no. Oh god, uh, here no. we go. No, no, here comes the pick me. Okay, I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt up until now, now. <laughs> up until this paragraph. But I'm sorry, some of you have never dated an introvert before, and it shows some of you have never romanced a person with a beautiful heart and a debilitating anxiety disorder. If you live by this adage, you will never connect with anyone who's an overthinker. Okay, pack it up and bring it back. Because I feel like, once again, I guess we could talk to Dr. Jess Taylor about this too, but there's a lot of pathologizing that comes from media and, you know, around different types of mental illnesses and different types of disorders. And that's directed towards women. And with women, it's always like made as an excuse to like discredit you. But when it comes to men, it's always an excuse for why they can't do shit. And it really irritates me. Or to justify their shitty behavior. Yeah. Justify their shitty behavior. And this is an example. It's like, oh, he can't call you on the phone because he has crippling anxiety. I'm like, well, how are you living right now, sir? 
Like, how are you alive? Right? Because if you can't do basic things, then I don't understand how you're going to make it through life. And the thing is, it's completely okay. Even if, let's say, they did have a debilitating anxiety disorder, it's perfectly okay to not want to deal with that. It's perfectly okay to just be like, this ain't for me. Like, I really hate this narrative that if we have a certain set of standards or boundaries that involves a guy making even a scrap of effort that we could be missing out on somebody who's got this. I was like, well, I'm not missing out if I don't want it in the first place. I don't want to date somebody who is so, you know, crippled with anxiety that, you know, they're struggling to get me something for my birthday because, you know, they're so anxious they'll screw it up. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and there's plenty of guys who don't have that who I'll be happy with. So this whole idea that, oh, you might be missing out is nonsense. Also, quite frankly, like, this might make me sound insensitive, but I don't want to date a guy who is that much of an introvert that they can't function. That's completely fair. That's totally fair. And we get in hot water all the time with FDS for saying, like, I don't want to date a man who's mentally ill. Like, just point blank, I don't want to date a man who's mentally ill. And I feel like that's not, like mean to say but they're like oh my god that's ableist i don't care if that's ableist it just becomes a crutch for all of their terrible behavior i think that's why so many of us are turned off by it because i don't feel like women get nearly as much of leeway to be terrible people because we have any type of mental disorder or mental illness whereas men do right women are actually more likely to have anxiety and depression than men and yet you don't see like when a woman doesn't call a man back or something, the man's never like, oh, well, maybe, you know, she's depressed. Like, men never make excuses for women like this. Like, I don't think we should be making excuses for men like this. Like, men will use their anxiety to sort of be like, mm, like, I cheated on you because I have anxiety or something, right? Like, <laughs> they'll use that as the most ridiculous excuse. And it's not ableist or anything like that to, to say you don't have patience for that shit. And like, I'm an introvert, but even I wouldn't want to probably date another introvert. <laughs> I think in this case, opposites attract, because I think we'll just end up like hermits in the house. I kind of want somebody <laughs> who's opposite to me and will like challenge me and push me to go outside my comfort zone sometimes. So even I would skip an introvert as, especially an introverted man, as an introverted, as an introverted woman as well. Because again, you also have to remember, like, it's just not equal. Like, say you had an introvert, you know, being introverted often comes with, you know, low self-esteem. Not always, but sometimes it does, right? So if you're going out and they're staying at home, they're sitting there thinking, is she cheating on me? Is she looking at that guy differently? Like, I don't want to deal with that shit. Like, I just don't. Plus, I just feel like those guys are actually in the minority and then the off chance that that's actually the case. Like, I feel what happens is women just assume there must be something else going on and give these guys the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe he's got anxiety or maybe he has all these issues why he can't be the way he is. And like we said, it doesn't really matter if that's if you need this to be happy and in a relationship, it doesn't really matter what's going on with the guy. It's not your responsibility to try to, like, fix him or whatever's going on so that you can maybe get some crumbs of attention or crumbs of support that you need in a relationship. Like, she's doing all this to, like, set up the idea that, oh, well, you might have to romance a guy who's got anxiety and can't do this and, or can't do that. But it's like, why is that? If you have needs in a relationship, like, why is it on the woman always to sacrifice her needs because this guy's got emotional problems? Yeah. Plus, honestly, I just want to state that I have a double standard in this area where I like women who are introverted. I don't like men who are introverted, especially in a relationship. I think dating an introverted man is like just constant, like, yeah, like Savannah said, like having to reassure him that I'm not cheating on him, reassure him that he's so great, you know, just requires constant emotional coddling. They're boring. They don't want to go out and do things. I feel like there's a difference between introverts and people with low self-esteem, though, because I've dated introverts, but they don't all have low self-esteem. Like, I haven't had to, like... <laughs> I mean, some of them do. There's extroverts with low self-esteem, too. That's why I was saying, don't think because a guy's loud in the life of the party, he doesn't have low self-esteem. Like, I don't know, maybe this is just because of my own issues, but I can spot a low self-esteem extrovert. Like, <laughs> True. No, I, I can spot those, too. But I will say that, like, introverts do require a lot of emotional intelligence, I guess, to manage in a relationship. In a man, that's annoying to me. In a woman, I feel like women have been conditioned to be more reciprocal. Women have been conditioned to not expect like constant caregiving from other women and so i just vibe better with introverted women and in fact like just in my friend group i'm usually the loud obnoxious one and you know going out with the introverted friend she's usually my voice of reason sometimes you know and like again it's like opposites attract like i said they're just annoying yeah <laughs> I'll just give an example of that. I've dated two introverted people, I would say, quite introverted. And like both of them one time got genuinely angry with me when I didn't find one of their jokes funny. 
they literally said it ruined their whole evening and it started a whole argument now I think that's you know veering into abuse but I think it's different like Lilith said when it's a woman versus a man I think and you know let's face it women have more of a reason to be introverted especially when we're picked apart over anything like more so than men I just thought it was like see with introverted guys I just just straight up think that that's their personality or like the way that they think it has less to do with mental issues or personality problems or like self-esteem issues. I mean, I don't know. That's my experience. Meaning like I don't attribute someone's introvertedness or extrovertedness to anything else. I just look at it as like, that's just their preferred way of processing information, so to speak. Like what you guys are saying, I'm like, I know plenty of extroverts that way. Like I, in fact, when I think of the relationships I've had, when I've had blowout fights with other extroverts, a lot of times it was over stupid shit like that, where a guy said something to me. I don't know. I, to this day, I don't know what he said. And apparently, and I like fell asleep on the phone and didn't hear it. And like, he was so mad that I like didn't hear what he said. And then I was like, you don't pay attention to me, et cetera. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. And like, I'm trying to like both like validate what you're saying, but I'm just saying maybe that's not them being introverts so much as them just having issues. I feel like we're all ta- saying slightly different things, but my main point being that like, I feel like women who are introverted, when you talk to them and ask them questions, they usually have like a rich inner world and like no. intelligent thoughts and like hobbies and opinions and stuff that I want to talk to. Whereas introverted men are just like NPCs. They just like don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> see what I mean? Like so many introverted guys, you try to ask them about their hobbies and they're like, what hobbies? Like video games and porn? Like those are their hobbies, right? Like introverted guys, they don't do shit. They just stay at home and consume media. There's some introverted guys, like I have met a handful of these guys and these guys are rare. We're like, yeah, they do take up like woodworking or whatever hobbies and stuff. Yeah, I was like, I, that's what I was saying. I know introverted guys with hobbies, like, and I know extroverted guys that are just about the porn and media consumption. All they do is like basically gossip on Twitter, right? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I keep hearing that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. At least the extroverted guys without hobbies are interesting though. No, but here's the thing is the extroverted guys with no hobbies, they can at least have a conversation about like literally anything. Like you can at least talk to them about like what's going on in the news. Like, I don't know, celebrity gossip, like whatever, right? Like an extroverted extroverted guy with no hobbies right but an introverted guy with no hobbies can't hold a conversation about any of that shit and they're boring they like they don't have a rich inner world like introverted women do i just wanted to get my like casual misandry out there out of the way in this episode and then then move on (laughs) (laughs) you just had to get get your quota for each episode my daily quota of like random man hatred anyways I don't know, man. I'm not willing to shit on introverted guys quite yet, but I've never dated the type you've talked about. I guess I'm seeing as many of the same problems in extroverted guys to the point where I'm like, I'm not sure it's their personality so much. It is just other issues. Yeah, that's true. A lot of these guys do have comorbidities of other issues, whether they're introverted or extroverted. Yeah. But like introverted guys just kind of like to observe the scene and they don't necessarily need to be the center of the tension. So trade off is like you get to be the center of attention because they don't need it. True. If you're an extrovert, you love being the center of attention. Then I can see why that would work. So it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing if he doesn't have other shit going on because then he can pay attention to whatever you have and he's happy with that. So I don't know. Once again, I'm sticking up for introverts. I think you're like a hard extrovert. I'm like semi-introvert, semi-extrovert. The people I get along with the best are the people who are similar to me, who are somewhere in the middle as well. So maybe if Savannah's like a hard introvert, you know, opposites attract. And Ro, you're a hard extrovert. I know, she unmuted her mic and like ran off because she's tired of us arguing again. Wait, Savannah, come back. (laughs) No, I'm still here. I was just clicking around. No, I think I'm somewhere in the middle as well, Lilith. But yeah. Because <laughs> once again, with me, I'm like an introvert, two extroverts arguing over like whether or not introverts are worth anything in a relationship. <laughs> and Savannah just disappeared in that argument. <laughs> I'm just like laughing at all the times when me and Ro are arguing. Savannah's probably just in the background, just like on her phone. Instagram or something. I'm just painting my nails in the background or like kissing my dog. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, anyways, we like we got distracted by whole anxiety disorder excuse. We're like mid paragraph. So she continues. If you live by this adage, you'll never connect with anyone who's an overthinker or a little bit socially awkward, a little bit too much humility. The next sentence, you may miss out on the rich and rewarding experience of being with somebody who is neurotic. <laughs> what an exclamation mark! 
she's talking like you're gonna miss out on a trip to disneyland for free yeah i can't believe i'm saying this but men with low self-esteem are people too I can't deal with neurotic guys because every neurotic guy I've ever met is also, he's also cheap. What does neurotic even mean? It means a little crazy. Like (laughs) (laughs) They're always cheap. I've never met a neurotic guy who wasn't like crazy compulsively cheap and I can't deal with it. Like the type that'll like drive around the block for like, rather than just pay for parking, they'll drive around the block, drive around the block, wasting gas. And I'm like, by the time you wasted all this gas, you're going you're gonna to waste more gas than the parking cost because they don't want to put money in the meter. And I'm like, it's going to be 50 cents at the meter. Like just park at the meter. <laughs> you might miss out on the rich and rewarding experience of dating a mentally ill man. Like that's what this literally says. Like, no, thank you. Neuroticism is my least preferred trait in a man. Yeah, mentally ill is my least, the most undesirable trait in a man is a mentally ill one. Because mentally ill men, they fucking kill women, like straight up. I think it's more important that women don't take these types of chances with men than vice versa. Because as we can see in the era of the school shooter, that some of these guys that are, quote, mentally ill can cause a lot of damage. And it's not fair to say most mentally ill people cause this type of damage, but like, well, society enables men's behavior. And actually, when I, when we talk about mental illness stigma, I think it is important to like de-sex it, like meaning or segregate it by sex. We don't want to de-sex it. We actually want to sex it. We want to sex it. Sex it. Yeah. No, you're right. To, we want to sexually segregate out the discussion of mental illness and how it manifests in men versus women because it can be extremely, extremely different. And this is why we have a lot of male school shooters and pretty much very few, if maybe like two in the entire history of school shootings. Yeah. Like a mentally ill woman might like cut herself or starve herself or commit suicide or something like that. Sorry, that's very harsh, but it's true, right? Whereas a mentally ill man might, yeah, like lash out, go on a school shooting, kill his girlfriend, annihilate his family. He's a serial killer. There's only been like one female serial killer and she was basically pushed into it. So, I mean, there's no comparing between men and women when it comes to how mental illness manifests. And I kind of don't like like how everyone kind of glosses over that. It's like, yeah, date that mentally ill guy. And it's not, you know, it can be actually physically dangerous for women. So I think we just need to acknowledge that. So after that train wreck of a paragraph, she continued. Oh, oh, actually, she wrote the last sentence. You got to read this. I can't believe I'm saying this, but men with low self-esteem are people, too. Nobody said that they're not people, first of all. We just don't want to date them. (laughs) It's quite interesting how, especially, and this tends to come from men in that if you don't want to date somebody that you see them as less than human and that sort of line is accepted in the dating world. But if you applied that to anything else, it wouldn't make any sense. Like, I don't want to date I don't know, like my cousin, that doesn't mean that I see him as less than human. I'm just not attracted. Like, why does it have to be... Who started the linking the willingness to date somebody to whether you see them as a fully realized human being it was men to emotionally manipulate women into accepting them yeah and once again men's magazines aren't like this right it's all about them always trying to get the really unattainable girl that they don't deserve by any means delusion feeding mass delusion yeah delusional all they do is like fillet men about how hot they are even though they're five foot four and balding right and how they're totally going to get a woman who looks like rosie huntington whitley I honestly think male delusion should be added to the next DSM. I might actually send an email to the psychiatrist. Male pattern delusion. We've talked about this before. We should submit to the DSM-6 male pattern delusion. Women's magazines are like, this is why you should scrape the bottom of the barrel and find yourself a man, sis. Yeah. (laughs) They're literally like teaching you how to dumpster dive for the worst men possible, shine them up and take them home. That's all they're telling you to do. Yeah. Contrast this with men's media where they're like, yeah, you bald, short, ugly, fat, blind in one eye, toothless man, you deserve a supermodel. Like, you know, in fact, supermodels think toothlessness is hot. Right. The <laughs> <wise. laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So. So I reject this. I re- outright reject, and you will never see this on FDS, anything that tells you to scrape the bottom of the barrel just to find a man. Like, that's why we don't do standard shaming. Because this is like, this is what you get. Just paragraphs and paragraphs about how you need to give every single guy you don't want to give a chance a chance. Why? Why is society invested in making us like these guys we don't like, right? Why is it on us to keep forcing relationships with men that we outright like don't want, right? I think it's because society, here's the thing, another casual mind-centric thing. It's like, I think men 
Everybody knows that men are inferior to women. Deep down, we all know <laughs> that the average man has way less value than the average woman. Are there hideous women? Are there really hot guys? Yeah, there are people who are outside of the average for sure. I'm talking about averages here. The reason why all of society is so invested in getting women to lower their standards is because they know that men, most men would not meet women's standards like even reasonable like you know not like oh he better buy me a Birkin bag on the second date type of standards I mean like just normal I want a guy who's employed I want a guy who's not ugly I want a guy who treats me with decency and respect not even that a guy who's not ugly a guy that doesn't make your skin crawl and make you recoil when you look at him right but even that they'll be like attraction isn't everything in a relationship like what is in a relationship attraction isn't everything money isn't everything mattress isn't everything having a mental health sound mind and body is and everything so what is it then that's the thing like we all know deep down that women are better than men right and that this is all all the stuff around dating is just like cope for you know how do we manage down women's expectations how do we make women who are literal goddesses shrink themselves to be on the same level as these little like worms who are men right like it's much more difficult to take a goddess and force her to shrink down than it is to take a worm and to make that worm become a god right yeah so that's why like it's just easier to do that to bring women down than to elevate men or to make men be better you would never see this in a men's magazine you would never see them to touch like to go down to the gym and find a woman at the beginning of her fitness journey like you said a while ago lilith and be like yeah you should go invest in that woman and buy her some new titties and make her into the woman you want they just don't do that stuff they don't expect men to scrape the bottom i'm not saying women like that are the bottom, but they don't say like go down to your local i don't know alcoholic anonymous Go down to the downtown East Hastings, find yourself a toothless prostitute and, you know, shine her up real good, like my fair lady style, like, you know, take her from the bottom and then, you know, raise her up to your level kind of thing, right? They never tell men to do that. It's so uncommon. We consider it a fairy tale when it happens. It's a fairy tale. They write movies where rich men go and like uh, shine up a girl who, you know, either is either like socially beneath him in some way because she's a prostitute or like is poor or something like that. They write this as it's a fantasy because men would never do this. But for women, it's just a given. For women, it's expected. And like when it did happen, the man always gets criticized for it. Like I know in, I spoke about this on my Twitter account, but in Norway, the crown prince married a woman who had a child with a convict and she took a lot of drugs in her past. And she was, you know, roundly criticized for it. And even he, to some extent, was criticized saying, you know, why did you marry such a woman? But if the boot was on the other foot, it would just be like, you know, yes, queen, you know, she's made him a man. She's made him a better person, but she literally had to explain her past. It'd be a feel-good story about love. <laughs> It'll be a feel-good story, but she had to literally explain herself, you know, to the entire nation as to why she dared to have a human past. Don't even get me started on the royals, because I could go in all day right now about Meghan Markle, like how the British press went on her because she's divorced, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Wallace 2.0. <laughs> But back to the article. So where would any character from TV, movies, or literature be if they believed in if he wanted to, he would? Harry and Sally wouldn't even be Facebook friends. Oliver and Elio wouldn't... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There's so much to say about Harry and Sally. She's referring to fiction to make her point. That's how you know it's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, Oliver and Elio would have never progressed past each other's fantasies. Wait, who the fuck is this? I've never heard of this, but once again, trash clickbait article with a mandatory amount of clickback links. Clickback links. So Harry and Sally wouldn't be Facebook friends. Oliver and Elio would have never progressed past each other's fantasies. The whole premise of Pride and Prejudice, if he wanted to, he wouldn't because his sisters and best friend are psychos. <laughs> what? Okay, wait. Darcy's sister wasn't a psycho in Pride and Prejudice. It was I don't know, with the other random woman. There was one woman who was weird, but his sister was quite a nice lady. So this woman clearly didn't even read Pride and Prejudice. Why are you doing a Pride and Prejudice reference when you didn't read the fucking book? Anyways, okay. Jane Austen didn't write, If a woman conceals her affection with the same skill from the object of it, she may lose the opportunity of fixing him. What? Okay, Jane Austen didn't write, If a woman conceals her affection with the same skill from the object of it, she may lose the opportunity of fixing him, and will then be but poor consolation to believe the world equally in the dark, just for some vile clout chaser to seduce you with the self-hating doctrine of if he wanted to, he would. Whoa. That is literally like a word salad paragraph. 
I feel like she was being sarcastic in that line, Jane Austen. If a woman conceals her affection with the same skill from the object of it, she may lose the opportunity of fixing him, and it will be then a poor consolation to believe the world equally in the dark. Like, losing the opportunity of fixing a man? I think Jane Austen was being sarcastic there, and she didn't get the sarcasm. That's what I'm getting. Okay, I'm like reading this, like what it says. So Charlotte says a woman should not conceal her. This is something I guess Charlotte said. Well, Charlotte is trash, so. Yeah, so yeah, so she didn't get it. Like Charlotte in the book is her best friend who marries her cousin. So Charlotte's the pick-me character. Yeah, Charlotte is literally the pick-me character, okay? Like, or the spinster, I guess. Yeah, so she's probably missed the like literary tool here where it was supposed to be taken as serious. <laughs> this woman read Charlotte's line unironically. She read a line that's spoken by Charlotte as like, this is fact. Like another good Charlotte line is like, oh, I'm older. I have no marriage prospects. I'm older. I have no money and no marriage prospects. That's actually a funny one. But like Charlotte is like, you know, she's kind of the pick me friend. She kind of like married her cousin who's going to inherit the family estate, you know, without telling her. So it's kind of like, you're not supposed to take her seriously in a way or like she's a complicated character but we can have that conversation later but yeah just for some vile clout chaser to seduce you with the self-hating doctrine of if he wanted to he would again man this sounds like a personal problem (laughs) (laughs) sounds like this is a wendy's (laughs) ma'am 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 (laughs) ma'am i only say sir and ma'am sarcastically like this is something that goes back to my like working in a fast food restaurant days where a customer is being unreasonable one of the ways you could diffuse the situation was by being like, sir, 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 <laughs> I cannot both give you a refund and remake your drink. <laughs> this is like when you want to say authoritatively to someone, you, you know, anyways. Back to the paragraph or back to the article. This phrase is almost always directed at women who date men. It's he's just not that into you updated for the 2020s. It's so regressive that it sounds like it belongs in the 1950s. Maybe in a commercial about the clean, healthy cigarette brand to leave out for your hardworking husband while you scurry along and finish cooking him a steak. The reason why this advice still stands is because men haven't changed, especially not since the 50s. And all the changes they've made have been mostly for the worse. (laughs) They're mostly worse since the 1950s. Yeah, honestly. Maybe like they know that like beating your wife outright is wrong and they understand a little bit more about uh, things like marital rape. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. There's, you know, every crop of men learns some lessons and then loses the other ones. And I think it's deliberate because it's based on the things that are most convenient for them. So they can be feminist because they feel like it's going to benefit them. And then they just drop all the stuff that doesn't. Men will be like, I'm a feminist. I make my girlfriend pay for dates. Right. (laughs) Yeah, he's just not that into you. If he wanted to, he would. The reason why women keep saying these things is because they continue to be true. And I understand wanting to progress and wanting to believe in the future and that in some like distant land far, far away, maybe 2050, 3050, men are going to be evolved human beings. But if you fundamentally understand that sex differences sometimes put us at odds with one another, then you understand this hasn't really changed. And so this advice continues to be true because that hasn't changed. Exactly. So after that train wreck of a paragraph, she continues or she finishes, we have to stop letting people infected by misogyny write catchy phrases. If he wanted to, he would. Paints women as generally desperate. Speak for yourself, sis. Which is interesting <laughs> because we're dealing in... Yeah, I don't know where she got that from. This was like, this is an entire monologue that feels self-inflicted. Yeah. <laughs> Just wrapping up her monologue. Which is interesting because if we're dealing in generalization, straight men are the most desperate people in society. Correct. They are, actually. The only true thing she said this whole... That's like the only thing, decent thing she said in this whole op-ed slash copium article slash yeah. general filler article. There's a copium general filler article. There are infinite reasons men might do or not do the things they do. Those reasons are mostly unknowable and uninteresting. What is her point? What point is she trying to make here? Yeah, exactly. That's actually true. Like, their reasons are mostly unknowable and uninteresting. So that's why we say he doesn't want to, because we don't care the reasons why. I don't get what her point is. Like, is she trying to say here? Like, that's literally the point of if he wanted to, he would. We're saying that if he wanted to, he would is about him and him alone. And, you know, the reasons why are not your problem because your needs are still not being met. Even if the reason is so-called a good reason in quotation marks, it still doesn't matter because you're not getting your needs met. 
Exactly. And this is why I really, really hate, like, because I used to think I was anxiously attached and I would go over to the anxious attachment subreddit and just seeing the mental gymnastics, primarily women who had shacked up with a supposed avoidant men were doing to justify remaining in a relationship that clearly was not meeting their needs. Ultimately, it doesn't matter if he's avoidant, if he's mentally ill, if his cat died when he was 10 and he's been traumatized ever since. If your needs are not getting met, that is a big enough problem. The reason why is irrelevant. Yeah. She finishes up this article with the question. She says, the question that you can best address is what do you want? Yeah, that's what FDS asks. Yeah, but she already knows what she wants. That's why she's mad she's not getting it, right? If you're saying if he wanted to, he would. Here's the thing. It's like what you want and what a man can provide for you are two separate things, right? So with FDS, we always say like, you know, know what you want, have high standards, like next to men if he doesn't meet those standards and stuff, right? But like these same women will be like, oh my God, your standards are ableist, classist, racist, exclusionary, whatever, whatever, whatever. She's saying, what do you want? But you know, this type of author, this sort of pick me author doesn't really care what women want. As soon as a woman starts saying what she wants, they come up with all these reasons for why what she wants is wrong basically. And it's like, that's, you know, that is the whole, the final sentence sort of almost like, you know how Tracy Clark Flory, like her final sentence just completely dismantled her whole argument. If women were really focused on what they wanted, they would understand why if you wanted to, we would, is is sound dating advice. Because ultimately it will then require you to ask yourself, okay, is what I'm getting what I want? No, he can't provide it. The reason doesn't matter. So I'm going to go elsewhere because that's what I want. So her final sentence sort of dismantled her whole apologist stance you know for men who don't want to provide for whatever reason or to make any effort for whatever reason it's very confusing it's all over the place but that's become the hallmark of (laughs) that's kind of become the hallmark of pick me media yeah, pick me media because we had the same criticism of the uh, the cam girl article where it was like she was trying to make a, a narrative of empowerment, but it was all very confused. So I don't know. At some point, you have to believe it's deliberate on the part of the editors. Like you have to understand, most of these women come from a place of like I came across FDS or I found this piece of advice that makes me feel personally attacked or makes me feel inadequate or insecure or whatever. They'll find something that gets them in the feels like emotionally and instead of like questioning that feeling and like exploring that maybe going to therapy talking about with their therapist like exploring why that makes them feel that way they'll write these whole articles with all this like weird intellectually dishonest ideas that don't make any actual sense because again like they're arguing from a place of emotion and not from like you know having an actual argument they're having all these like supporting pieces of evidence to back up a non-argument basically yeah it always boils down to i'm not the pick me you're the pick me yeah like i'm not the misogynist you're the misogynist yeah like it's boring anyways i think most people can look at that and be like that was dumb (laughs) you know Thanks for this article that we can roast on our Patreon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. See y'all next week.